Welcome to another episode of Trust the Pod. In this week's episode, we'll be covering the Super Bowl, what a snooze fest that was. We'll be talking some NBA trade deadline, and of course, we'll finish with The Bachelor. So here's your host, Trimble. Thanks, Paul, for joining me in another episode. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I am just so excited about the Super Bowl and how the results turned out. Aren't you? Really? Woohoo! Yeah, you... That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. You know, t- that's, all, that's why I was blocking it out the entire week. I mean, I expected a lot better offensively you did? from you did? the Rams. I did really you? did. Answer that question again. Did you? I did. Did you? Am I shocked that what happened? No. All right. I mean, it's typical <laughs> Patriots... You know, nonsense. Super Bowl but, every other year. But, I mean, I really thought that the Rams w- would muster more than three points. Well, you know why I knew the the Rams were just going to look like deer in the headlights? How? Jared Goff. Did, yeah. would you, did you really trust Jared Goff to go against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? No, but Even I Even though he's 41? No, but I didn't trust Nick Foles and how that turned oh, out. I would gladly trust Nick Foles any day going against... Anyone. Remove all your bias for one second and answer the question. Do you honestly yes, think that I last would. year I would. you honestly thought I would. that Nick yes. Foles was going to beat <laughs> Tom Brady? I, what? I don't I, believe you. <laughs> I felt way more confident than Jared Goff going against Tom Brady. Even though Tom Brady's another year older, like it's it's Jared Goff. Like he throughout the whole playoffs, okay. he just looks scared. But let me ask you this. We had been told all year long, all year long, that Sean McVay is this oh, second so coming. So good. He so is, good, right? And he is an offensive genius. If Sean McVay breathed on you, you could get a head coaching job. You could get a head coaching job probably before a great defensive coordinator could get a head coaching job. Right? Um, Sean McVay was supposed to be this offensive genius and – Three points is what he puts up in the Super Bowl. Now, granted, I got to tip my hat to Brian Flores. I got to tip my hat to Bill Belichick. Wait, Those you, guys had a great game plan. You have to tip your hat to that one better who put $250 down that the Rams would only score $3. Guess how or three, three, points. three points for me. Guess how many dollars he won? How many? Like $100,000 for that. Hey, tip my hat to him. We'll, we'll invite him on the pod. Yeah, we got to have him on the pod. Next guest. <laughs> he, he's like more qualified than um, obviously McVay. <laughs> now, I'm just kidding. I mean, I think it, we wouldn't be a legitimate sports pod if we if we didn't at least tip our hat and say that Brady and Belichick are the greatest quote coach quarterback combination of all time. Six Super Bowls mm-hmm. is unprecedented. It, it's never going to happen. Nine appearances. It's not going to happen again. No, th- no. He might win another three. That's what's crazy to think about. Oh, yeah. I, are, are they the favorites to win next year? Uh, well, no. They weren't the favorites. This, they were obviously the underdogs, right? Get out of town. I don't want to hear... Everyone counted them out. I never want to hear that the Six Patriots time. are underdogs <laughs> Five times ever again. I never want to hear it because... Hey, we're still here. We're still here. You are the greatest team or the greatest dynasty in the history of football. You are not an underdog. You are now the. You are now Notre Dame. You are now the Yankees. You are now Duke. You are never Wait, an underdog. They won ever. twenty-seven titles. Why are you? Why are I'm you? I'm sorry. I'm trying to reference this fight I was trying to have with Terrain and Arista. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put put fire. All right, on. we're gonna, we're now we're just prodding our friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, 
we what we are watching is greatness as as much as it pains us to say we're we're watching yeah. the greatest coach and greatest quarterback to ever play the play the game coach the game you know the Belichick is 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 just well, a genius he's a genius well i think you have to give credit to the defensive coordinator Brian Flores right Oh yeah, I mean, he the just game sent plan. blitz after blitz after blitz. Well, not not really. They, they never blitzed yeah, they, more than five, except uh, uh, the the interception at the end of the well, game. Well, then I guess the Rams' offensive line is just that crusty, right? I mean, they must be. I I, I really I, I don't even know what I don't really even know what the Rams' game plan was. Well, we'll keep Todd Gurley out of the game. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean the Todd Gurley not being We're in the outsmart game was them. huge. I think the Rams made a colossal mix mistake trying to run the 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 long passing game that they did. I mean, most of their yeah. passes during the season were, Quick. you know, 10, 15, 20 yards down the field. They 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 really tried to to live by the big play. But that doesn't work in the Super Bowl. That doesn't work against the Belichick defense. You have to win the game 5 to 8 to 9 yards at a time. Yeah, they that, didn't do that. That's like what the Patriots did. They just kept dishing it out quick. Like, well, you said in the previous pod, oh, Wes Welker is going to... Yeah, let me... Uh, <laughs> I, I want to apologize. You to were right about our, that. Wes Welker got so many dishes out. <laughs> I want to apologize to all our loyal listeners. I did say last week that I thought Wes Welker would be a... Um, I, he'd be a big factor in the, in the Super Bowl. I was wrong. I meant Julian Edelman. So I technically person, was... I, I technically person. was right. Um, but I do apologize to the loyal listeners of Trust the Pod. Please don't Stephen A. Smith me. <laughs> I am not him. I am not Stephen A. Well, but I was right. right. I was yeah. right. And that's, that's all they did is they just kept feeding Edelman over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And he, he ended up winning the MVP. Because here's, here's the thing. You, you can't play zone against the Patriots and just sit in well, they, zone. Well, they started going man-to-man, too. And you, gotta, and you, know what, you do have to credit the Rams' defense. That game should not – the Patriots should not have had 13. They, they, they mm-hmm. certainly could have had a lot more. That defense would played lights out. If you said you were going to only hold the Patriots to 13 points, you sign up for that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Considering it took the Eagles 41 to beat them last year, you know, yeah. you, you, you take 13 in a heartbeat. It was a great defensive game, and I think that's why it was considered to be like so boring is because you just had a defense onslaught. Yeah, so one of the questions that one of our listeners posed to us this week was why was the Super Bowl boring? Um, now, I'm not going to go all Trey Wingo on you because I think that, that that's kind of dumb. Oh, my God, a Super Bowl was boring. How dare you? How dare you say a sporting event wasn't fun to watch? It was a defensive struggle, and and much like pitchers' well, duels, an offensive struggle. Yeah, well, offensive struggle, but defense is going one to one. Much like a pitchers' duel, it's not everybody's mm-hmm. favorite thing to watch. There's a handful well, of diehard fans that love to see those types. I'm of gonna things, push myself back. included. I'm gonna push back. You don't love a punt fest? Like, I mean, Hecker had to be the MVP. Oh, of the, the Rams. First three the Rams quarters. win that game. Johnny Hecker should have been the MVP. MVP, and I am more upset. That I want to vote for MVP, and I couldn't put Hecker. No. Like, come on now. Can we, Let the people vote. Can we at Pat McAfee in this <laughs> pod? You know, hashtag he won, the brand. I guess he lost. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I thought it was an, an entertaining game. I, I don't mind watching a defensive struggle. I get why a lot of people thought it was boring, though. It wasn't the, the most well-played game, especially when one offense can't really even do anything. Yeah, just choppy. Yeah, it was. It's just it was a choppy game. Um, so much for offense being 
you know, the, the name of the game and defense being dead in the NFL, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, and here is where we have the perfect reaction of defense eventually. You know, it's that cliche argument of that defense wins championships. How many shootouts did we have in the postseason? Just too many. Well, and it's like, really? what, what would you rather have? Well, hold on, hold on. Wait. We had a ton of shootouts. All right, maybe I'm just we... thinking of the AFC Championship game. Oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> other than that, we didn't have a ton of absolute uh, uh, yeah, yeah. barn burning. Kind of, yeah, think about it more. It was this it wasn't where the Big Twelve football. Shift. It's yeah. honestly run the football and play defense. I know that that's not sexy. I know that that's probably not going to win you 13 or you need 14 games in the modern NFL. But you know what? When you get to the postseason, time guess position. what New England did. They ran the ball. Guess what New England did? They played defense. Guess what New England has? Six Super Bowls. I, I this isn't this isn't rocket science. This isn't a this isn't a mistake. This isn't a coincidence. Run the football and play defense. I've been saying it for years. And the the key thing there is when you run the ball, you have time of possession is in your favor. Therefore, your defense is rusting. Everything is in your favor. So now, once you go to the playoffs, that's exactly where you need to like focus on more. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. If, you, if you're able to establish the line of scrimmage, which New England did, if you're able to run the ball, if you're able to play good defense, you are going to be unstoppable in the postseason. And so with that said, we're talking about defense, 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 but then who wins the MVP? I mean, I, I, I think they did the right thing. I think they gave it to Edelman. Well, you know, wait, I, can I ask you this question, though, before? Do you think Adam Levine was the true MVP of the Super Bowl? All right, so I'm, I'm guessing that we're starting to segue into the everything mm-hmm. else about the Super Bowl part. Um, oh, he's so I, dreamy. I don't really care about a Super Bowl halftime show, to be honest. Yeah, I, could I, I, I could not care any less than I already Wait, do. Wait, so he's not the MVP? I mean, that's the time when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, if I have to go, I'm going during time halftime. Time to get more food. I, I mean, I'm a big Maroon 5 fan. I'm not even going to, like, play here. I love Maroon 5. I saw them in concert when they came to Bethlehem a couple of years ago. So seeing them at the Super Bowl halftime show is pretty surreal just because, you know, I saw them already. I, I mean, I like Maroon 5. I don't... I, I was hoping for a little more SpongeBob. And by a little more, I mean a lot yeah, more. I, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's because what like it is. word on the street was, oh, SpongeBob would made an appearance. Therefore, oh, something's gonna happen at the Super Bowl halftime. And it got all the like millennials intrigued. Like, oh, are they gonna play the marching band? Ooh, are they gonna do it? And then no. You know we what got though? Big boy. <laughs> Speaking of marching bands, if I'm doing the Super Bowl halftime show, can we get like the hashtag make the halftime show great again? And here's how. Jack- Make the ha- <laughs> <laughs> was that when it was great? No. When was it Make great? the halftime show marching bands again. I want to see uh, drum lines. I want to see college marching bands on that field every year. No, I want right. Nick Cannon out there. Let's go. And and I mean, if you really want to go big or go home, a lot of people here. You want to go big or go home? Let's get the Bloomsburg University marching no, band on no, that field. No, you don't. Dr. H that. out there. No. I know. I feel like a secondhand embarrassment. When they come on the field, and I know what's going to happen. And, like, you can't have that. But then, once if you let... All right, I, I'm going to get too much flack for this. You're going to have more of the drum corps out there. And what you need is, like, a Morgan State out there. You need an entertaining band out there. Oh, yeah, out there hands down. With hands an entertaining down. drum line. Because that will be, I think, will be a lot better. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You get a... Get Southern or Grambling. The, the, the yeah. Super Bowl was in Atlanta. Yeah, get one of those bands down there. Get 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 a band that is going to put on a show. So, obviously, you don't think that Adam Levine is the true 
MVP of the Super eh. Bowl. So are you okay with Julian Edelman being the Super Bowl MVP? I mean, no, but I did call it, even though I called him Wes mm-hmm. Welker. Well, they, I think, one, they didn't want Tom Brady to get it again. They wanted to eventually spread the wealth. After you win five Super Bowls, I think it's time Six. to give... All right, well, before that, they had five Super Bowls, and it was kind of getting old with Tom Brady. It's sort of like LeBron James. We can't give him the MVP every single it year. It doesn't, yeah. And honestly, how many MVPs do you really need? He's the greatest of all time. Well, he, he doesn't like to be called that. Yeah, because he's an underdog. Yeah, he yeah the greatest the quarterback of all time is an underdog. The guy with six Super Bowl rings <laughs> is an underdog. Give me a break. I still count him out. <laughs> yeah. So you you have beef with Edelman getting MVP? No, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. Even I though don't. he took PEDs? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't have a beef with him getting the MVP of the game. I just think it's the most Patriots thing ever that freaking Julian Edelman gets suspended the first four games of the season for being a cheater, for taking PEDs. That's right, cheating and the Patriots. Let that sink in there, listeners. Cheating and the Patriots, once again. Julian Edelman gets suspended four games for PEDs, comes back, and then wins Super Bowl MVP. That is the most Patriots thing of all time. And of I, all I, time. Even deflating footballs. Eh, it's up there. Even Spygate. It's up there. This is, this <laughs> Top is, three. This is, this is everything, everything Patriots rolled into one. The thing with, with Edelman that I don't like is I don't really like that he could play in that game in the first place. It just goes to show you where the NFL is when it comes to addressing performance-enhancing drugs. Um, you know, in Major League Baseball... If you get suspended for performance-enhancing drugs during the season, you cannot play in the postseason. So, for example, if Seattle had made the postseason last year, Robinson Cano would not have been able to play because he served uh, 80-game suspension for PEDs. I don't think Edelman should have been playing in that game. I don't think he should have played in the postseason. He's a dirty, rotten cheater mixed in with the fact that he's probably the dirtiest player in the NFL. Having said that, it is what it is. The NFL's priorities for a lot of stuff yeah, they're not, is not good. There, there, um, there's not this. This whole argument is getting enough track, like traction. Sadly, um, I think they should totally do that what the MLB does. But the NFL, I think, is one of the most corrupt uh, leagues out there. They're not going to change that. They know the cells, and they could care less if you're taking performance enhancing drugs. But what they do care is smoking marijuana. You know who is not on the field for the Patriots? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. He did get a Super Bowl ring, though, mm-hmm. or will be getting a Super Bowl ring. I guess ring. that's that's his one last hurrah right there. You know what? Whatever. Good for him. Oh, well. I guess. I guess that's, it's a that's it's nice. it's a forgettable Super Bowl. But what is not forgettable? Uh, yeah, can we move on to yeah? What is, that is not forgettable? Anything else <laughs> is like the past couple of days in the NBA. Past couple of hours in the NBA. Even the past couple of minutes, we have Ernest Cantor getting waved by the Knicks. Ernest Cantor. Yeah. Yeah. What? And soon to be. I, I hope he's okay. Like I seriously hope yeah, that the United going States out government steps in. I, I don't trust our government to protect him. Sadly, like what was he gonna do? I feel so bad. What for was him. he gonna do? I feel so bad for Enos Cantor. I, I, I mean, Donald Trump. If you're listening to this podcast, also you protect I mean, First him. of all, awesome. Secondly, can you please protect Enos Cantor? Like, please. I, I seriously don't think he's a Turkish terrorist. I think he just spoke out. Against yeah. the when you Turkish speak leader. out against the Turkish government, bad things happen. Well, can we please protect Enos Cantor? First of all, that's that's the first thing. Um, moving on to like actual basketball, um, what's the first topic we want to talk about? So, oh. so one of the questions I got via Snapchat 
was who do you think the Eastern Conference contenders are going to be this playoff series? Um, we got three. There are three teams in the East that can go to the finals. Uh, I'm sorry, four. There are four teams. Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, and the overall favorite, Milwaukee. Who got better? Well, Boston didn't really do anything. It's more or less what didn't happen, which is Anthony Davis um, getting dealt to L.A. So I think that 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 helps Boston uh, in the long term. In the short term, Philadelphia got a lot better. Mm -hmm. They got a lot better. Tobias Harris is a huge addition. They added some bench depth. They traded Markel Fultz. Um, they Gone. got They got um, Simmons, Jonathan Simmons from Orlando, Orlando, and they got a first and a second. Both, I believe, are unprotected picks. Well, we once had that OKC pick. That's fine. I, it doesn't At least it's a first-round pick. <laughs> you know what? I, that's a great great pick, and I'm, I'm not really sad to see Markel go. He wasn't really all that great. He never really panned out. It just didn't work. Yeah, I think he has one more stop. If it does not work in Orlando, I think, Mm -hmm. sadly, you have to label him as a bust. Bust, Which, it hates me to say it, and I hope he's not a bust, because I just think there was just, like, an unsurmountable hype on him coming into the league, and I, I don't know, I just, it was too much for him. Once you're playing out as a Husky in Washington, he had no pressure on you. Coming into the league, the NBA... First overall pick, there's the, like the most pressure you'll have in your life, and mm. you know it just didn't work out in Philly. But like in Philly, you had the fans all behind him, everyone was behind him, the teammates, the management, and then eventually you had him like just drifting away, and this is what you got to do. He's got to get out of his own head. Yeah, um, and I think I hope. I, listen, I root for him. I'll root for him in, in Orlando. I hope he does well. Having said that, though, the Sixers have a big four. Now Toronto made some moves. They they yeah. we'll see. I I think that they just match up really well against Philly. Um, Milwaukee I think won the deadline with um, the move that they made. Um, but I really do think that the Sixers are really set up to win now and win in the future. I think that they have the ability to re-sign all four of those those guys. Um, they already got Embiid. They need Simmons probably this offseason. I think they're going to extend him. And then Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, they're going to – they say they're going to extend or re-sign, and they, they definitely feel like they can be uh, contenders with them and re-sign them. I personally, if, they, if somebody has to go, I'd rather see Jimmy Butler go. I'd really mm. love for them to pursue Bradley Beal in the offseason. I think that he's So have Beal replace Butler. Butler. I, I think that that would be the smart move if I'm the Sixers. Um, but but that's, that's, that's just me. I think that they are built to be competitive right now. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see because it's, it's too early to call, mm-hmm. as in what the politics say, um, especially with this whole new life. It's basically a whole new team, whole new bench with Tobias Harris as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how well they play against the East because I know they have struggled the most against the Eastern Conference, which is kind of weird. They like they go on these streaks. This is such like a Philadelphia thing. They'll go at the hardest team in the league and they'll win. Then they go to Sacramento and lose. Mm-hmm. And watch, they'll come over, play at home, play against some Eastern Conference teams, and then lose. Well, they do have Boston coming up. Um, if we look at their schedule, it's a good litmus test. 
If we look at their schedule coming up, they do have Boston on on the uh, on the docket. I really want to see how um, I really want to see how Tobias Harris plays. I really want to see how um, Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons all fit into this mm-hmm. you know this little family that they got there. Um, I, I would really 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 like. Um, I'd really like to see them all spread the floor. I'd love to see Harris extend the floor. And I'd that's what he does well. Is right. He, he's shooting, like, this year alone, he's shooting 43% right. from so three the, points. So their next game they have uh, against Denver. And and that's 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 a really big um, litmus test, I think, for them because Denver's a really good team. Um, they have the opportunity to, to really show us what they're made of. Um you know, and they lost to Denver a couple of, a couple of games ago. Yeah, this time it's at Philly. Mm-hmm. So this will be, you know, they're just breaking in the year, what they'll soon be like. But I think that is what what they were going for is just to spread out the floor. Because I know with Jimmy Butler, once we first got him, it was sort of – they weren't connecting that well because they, they didn't spread out the ball that well. Mm-hmm. And with this, it's sort of like it's working in favor of Jimmy Butler – so we still haven't seen Jimmy Butler to his fullest potential with the Sixers as well. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I really think that that this stretch coming up is important, but the Sixers already know they're going to the playoffs. You really have to build now for that postseason run. Um, you know, and if you look at the Sixers, you, you basically need to make this whole thing work um, you know, going forward. So they got Denver, then they got the Lakers. Uh, on Sunday, they got Boston, New York, Miami. I mean, you look outside of that, it's outside of stretch. Boston and Denver, that's a lot of winnable games. And mm-hmm. they need to win a lot of these games. Especially that one in L.A. That whole team is dysfunctional now with the whole Anthony Davis trade. Fiasco, yeah. yeah between, <laughs> so L.A. needs to be a win. At New York has to be a win. Miami, Portland, New Orleans, uh, you know, those, are, those should all be wins heading into the OKC Golden State back-to-back. Um, you know, you got Orlando, Chicago. There's just a lot of winnable games down the stretch for the Sixers. You don't really know how they're going to eventually do, especially even at New York. Mm -hmm. All these teams here, they could potentially go either way. Um, So it'll be definitely interesting to see from their standpoint. I'm more interested to see then how they perform against, like, the Bucs, against the Celtics as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Since the Bucs... Um, well, actually, I think right now the team to beat and who I'm most worried about in the Eastern Conference, I have to say it's the Toronto Raptors. One, the biggest thing going against them last year was they were going against LeBron. He is now out, and now they are a force to be reckoned with, and they are who I'm most scared about. Celtics, they're still figuring themselves out. I think they're better off without Kyrie. Razier is definitely... Uh, I think he fits that mold a lot better, and he's a lot scarier, uh, especially as we've seen last year. But Kyrie can take over, like you said before, when we were talking. Kyrie can easily do that, and is what is kind of scary. Um, so it comes down to those four teams. Other than that, the Eastern Conference, it's there's not there's not nothing else going on. I, I really think it's going to come down to Milwaukee and Toronto, probably. I really would hope that Philadelphia puts puts forth an effort where they can put themselves in a position to get to an Eastern Conference final. I think that that would be huge for them this year. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I I think that that should have been their next step this year. But that's but again, that is what it is. So, 
So where do you where do you what see the, the Sixers sec- going this year for the playoffs? I, I see them getting to the second round, and I I I think they need to beat they need they need to beat somebody. The problem is they'll probably end up playing Milwaukee, and I just I just don't know. I I, I see them as, as susceptible, but Giannis is having an MVP kind of season. I, I I don't know. I'd love to see them win a, a, a another playoff series. Yeah. I think that going to the Eastern Conference Finals is huge. Yeah, and I think what they have to like as the baseline this year, they have to win at least one series. If they do not win one series, this whole this whole season is a failure. Nah, they'll win that one series. Yeah, but they'll I'm saying the baseline, easy. they have to win that first series. Yeah, but I I'm not I don't I'm not holding to the, them to the have to because I know that they already will. They they're already good is enough. Is it not a successful year though? Oh, of course they'll be unsuccessful if they lose. But come on, there is no way, there is no way that they are going to lose to whoever they're going to play. Who who are they going to play? They right could now? potentially pull, pull play um, the the Pacers. Yeah, pull up the NBA standings. So like right currently... now, right now, if it ended today, the Sixers would play. They'd play the Pacers. Yeah. So that's a that's a dub. They're going back and forth. There's there's no way that an Oladipo list Pacers team is going to beat the Sixers four out of seven times. No chance. So if the, even if they move up to the four seed, if they move up to the three seed, I can Brooklyn, see Thad Young taking over. <laughs> come on, Brooklyn, Miami, Detroit, Charlotte, Washington. That, none that, of those teams. It's a should, must win though. None them. of those teams should scare you at all. Now, the Sixers need to win a few games. I'd love to see them enter the postseason as the three seed. I know that that's asking a lot. but And they're only a game back right now of that three seed. Yeah, they could easily get there and play against the Nets first round. Yeah, I mean, none of those teams really scare me. You know, they're much like Miami last yeah. year. You know, they had a couple good players, but... They'll win one game, maybe a fat. maybe, maybe, Maybe two. They'll keep it close. But at, in the end... We should be listening to a lot of one, two, three, four, five Sixers mm-hmm. in that first a round. A lot of celebration. Now the second round is is where that's this where could tough. get very, very interesting, and that's why I think seeding is going to be huge. Um, I, I I don't think you want to play Milwaukee. Yeah, they're twenty three and four at home. That's not a team I want to go against. No, like <laughs> no, no, no. In a seven game series. No, I I think the Sixers need to kind of pick up the pace. They, they need to get themselves into that three seed. And I, 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 do they win a four-game series against Toronto? No, probably not. In a four-game series? I'm sorry, seven-game series against yeah. Toronto? No, probably not. But if you can push that thing to six games, seven games, that's a huge success. Huge success of a season. Especially going into an NBA free agency where you know Kawhi's gone. Mm-hmm. No chance he stays. Kyrie this, this is the last gone. year for the Raptors. Yeah, to the Raptors eat. are irrelevant after this season. So it's going to come down to Philadelphia, Boston, Milwaukee. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's your Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think definitely for a successful year, they had to at least get to the second round. And if, if they get somebody like Bradley Beal in there, that, that's Next your year. Yeah, that's your team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, talk about the Wizards. The Wizards are really, uh, Now, of course, <laughs> would I love for them to make a little run at, you know, like a KD kind of guy? Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's, that's a pipe dream. There's no mm-hmm. chance. All right. So we'll move on to the last topic. Are we, are we on our favorite topic? Yeah. Now? Oh yeah, the most drama-filled section. So we have with the Bachelor with last episode. So you want to f- fill in sort of on what took place 
All right, so last episode, they go to uh, Singapore, right? which I'm not really sure why they're all about. I'm not really sure why they're all about Southeast Asia. And then they went to Thailand. Yeah, well, they were in Thailand last uh, last episode. Oh, so the, no, they were at Singapore first, then they went to Thailand. Then they went after to Thailand. That. You're right. You're right. You're right. You gotta keep it exotic. You know? Gotta keep, keep it exotic. fresh. Keep it romantic. And uh, you know, Colton went on a, a couple one-on-ones. Uh, he went out to the private island yeah. one-on-one. Yeah, so, so first, let's talk about the Heather experience. So uh, her, her yes. job, her job is, oh, I've never been kissed. You're right. We, we still we don't still know what her career is. Yeah, so Colton, you could have kissed her and be like, oh, what's your what's your like job? Yeah, what do you what do you oh. do with your life? I'm, I'd really Ooh. love to know what happens. I like to talk about it. It's kind life. of like a very sensitive topic. I'm very vulnerable right now. <laughs> so, congratulations, Heather, on your first kiss. Uh, yeah, so now it's, she has been kissed. I don't really know what she has going for her now or why. Yeah, she just seems like she's just living in the moment. She, nothing is that too personal that she's seems like for me especially. Mm-hmm. I can't really connect to her. All she says is that she's excited. Yeah, that's cool. You're yeah, excited, everybody's but excited. like, what else is there to your life? She just comes to me across like very. How do I put this? She's kind of like, there. She's yeah, just floating she's, through like, the... all the surface level. It's just very. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really. I'm not that attracted to that. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not attached to to Heather's persona. Um, I I Demi was stirring some stuff up again this week. Yeah. Not as much. Compared to in this last episode, no. especially before that, not um, as much as Anika. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, but oh, but oh, first, oh, oh. we're gonna compare Heather and Cassie because Cassie, I think she is definitely in the lead. She is number one on Colton's list. Those two. Connect. I don't know. I gotta be honest. I think Hannah B is like number two on. Well, his I feel list. like Hannah B is like the guilty pleasure. Like. Like, they're, they're back from college. Oh, there's this girl I used to hook up with. Oh, let's go back and... You know, yeah, I think the Cassie date was huge. Cassie and Colton get along so well. Even that was they, a great they just date. make out on a boat all day. But it just seems like they have more of a connection. Yeah, that was a really great date for, for Colton. Uh, I think Cassie's his number one right now. Um, I still think Hannah G is going to end up... Pulling even yeah. with her, I think that they're they're yeah. definitely final form material. Those two, Hannah G and uh, Cassie, are very similar. They're very they're, they stay out of the drama. They're very chill. They're very relaxed, mm-hmm. and that's where I think I personally I'm attracted to. I don't know about you. I like both. That, of them, that's yes. where we're both sort of like, oh, okay, you're not causing that much drama. You're okay. You get along. It's okay. But we had Elise. So Elise in what like the first second episode, she went on that date yes, with Colton. The- with um, all those kids yeah, and that amusement park. And then now she's starting to see all these other girls go on these uh, single dates. And now she's getting jealous. And then her insecurities just came out. And which, it was just so like cringeworthy. Which, like, I, I, I totally understand where she's coming from. You but know, you, you see, signed time up out, time for out, time out. Yeah, that, but that's what I'm getting at. You signed like, up for it. Honestly, I feel bad for her. You know, if you're very, very insecure... You know, seeing somebody who you care about, seeing someone who you want to end up marrying someday, going out with all these other girls, all these other girls who are probably a lot more younger than you. Yeah, she's 31. Yeah, I I totally understand that, and I can definitely empathize with her situation. Having said that, however, you you know what you signed up for. Like, this isn't your typical, like, Tinder date or something. This isn't the girl that... You know, you think he's cute at, at work and you took her out for a drink and she's talking to everybody else. This is The Bachelor, okay? Well, uh, there's yeah. there's 30 girls that show up on day one 
and you're all dating the same dude in a competition to see who the winner is, to see who he chooses. Like, if you're insecure, you're insecure, and I'm not trying to knock that or people that, you know, have these insecurities, but come on. You signed up for The Bachelor. What <laughs> seriously did you expect? And it's like superficial thing on TV. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, you know, Colton, in fairness to him, does have to go on all these dates with all these women. Like, he has to get to know all of them in order to choose the best one. Whether you think that's self-serving or not, that's still the theme of the show. So watching him go on all these dates with all these other girls, I feel bad for you. I mean, that, that does suck, Elise, and... and you know, that that can hurt, and I'm sure that your heart hurts, and it was very stressful. I mean, I can't imagine what that'd be like. Having said yeah. that, it's what you signed up for. Yeah, so it's a TV she, show. She eventually leaves, and then she regrets it immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what, what are you, what's your game plan? And and when you're... Well, I, I didn't like the Harold and Mary pass she threw going into Colton's room yeah. and, like... She, like, stormed in. She's like, hey, if it's I, I need you. I need you to, like, care about me. And and I need to feel. What's he supposed like, to say? Yeah, like he's like, uh, I'm on the Bachelor. I'm a virgin. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can connect. That's that's how that's how Colton just kind of deals with his problems. Yeah. Like I know how you feel. I'm a virgin. Yeah, I'm a virgin. <laughs> such a lame, lame yeah. dude. But that puts him in an awkward space. Yeah, like I don't know. The benefit of the doubt, but he's it's, like, it's well... not like a typical schlub who honestly, if you say to your girlfriend. Oh hey, I'm going on another date with five other women. You can watch you, you it. You can't. Want. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't say that. But that it's the Bachelor. Weird. It's the it's it's the Bachelor. It's. I mean. Yes. Yeah, so eventually, it's she not. Kicks, it's not your your run of the mill relationship. She, <laughs> okay. She, like she kicks herself out, and then we have probably the most drama we've had so far that is not Demi. Uh, related. We have Onyeka, and then we have Nicole going at it. And it's all about, like, stupid stuff. Like, how, what Anika heard from another girl as she was leaving that Nicole, this was her opportunity to get out of Miami. And she's not and actually then, here for Colton. Yeah, she just wants to, like, make it better for herself. She's only thinking about herself and not Colton. Yeah, that and was such a Colton's low... Colton's like, it's, that's, like, literally my worst fear. And I'm like, alright, hold up, wait a minute. That's your literal worst fear is a girl... Saying that it's her way out of Miami Col on The Bachelor. <laughs> well, I gotta be honest. Colton, I, I don't really think the ele the uh, elevator goes to the top floor there. I don't think all the <laughs> lights are on, you know, in his house. Yeah, but on a level of one to hot, he's hot. <laughs> that's what the girls say all what, the that's time. That's what Cassie said. That, that was like... Yeah, yeah, Cassie just said that. That's, that's her one, one thing against one her. little knock on Yeah, Cassie, well, we'll like, get that for her. That's the one thing that's so annoying. They have those little sayings like that. But, um, so, Nicole, anyway, she just cries and pouts to Onyeka. And Onyeka's, like, this... She's very tough. She's a strong girl. So she's just, like, going at it. Yeah, but here's just the thing. She's her. the one that and caused Nicole's the like, drama. <laughs> no, 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 no. And don't, then, and then she goes up to Colton and and stirs up the pot even more. No, and then, she's not stirring oh, up the pot. She's so trying annoying. to save her own butt. And, like, I can't blame uh, her. Like, but all so these annoying. girls are there. So all the all What's Colton going to think? But, like... This girl is spreading a rumor about you to the guy who you haven't even had a one-on-one -on -one with yet. Like, what are... Of course she's going to be upset. Of course she's going to call her out. Good for you, Nicole. Good for you. Stay strong. Don't let Anyanka yeah, push you around like... And, and she's been... I'm not a huge fan of hers. So no. I think she's been... Anyanka. Yeah. She's been so pushy. I, I like that she's tough. But she's too tough. 
She's too tough. You gotta draw. Well, the I think she's too tough for Colton. I yeah, think yeah. Colton needs that girl who's Colton's like such a sap. Of yeah. course, he walks away. I need yeah. to be alone right he, now. He didn't even say anything to them. That's like he just looks at it and just walks away. So like Colton could not survive as a middle school counselor. He would just be like, "You would be fired day yeah. one." Colton is like the worst at dealing with other people and their problems. <laughs> he like, can't he, connect. Like, why I, don't the girls see this? <laughs> Because he's so hot. Oh, he's so dreamy. They, they watch that, like, <laughs> montage of him taking a shower over and over yeah. and over again. Every time when ABC gets a chance, they're like, all right, Colton, pose here for an hour, two hours, whatever it takes. Yeah, we're we're going to get all these upper body shots of you. <laughs> and watch his legs be like twigs. Right. He skips right, yeah. leg day. And he's, <laughs> like, already balding and everything. It's like, all right, you're 26. <laughs> like, uh, shut up, Colton. Like, I, I, he's such a... I... I He's such a crybaby. Like, well, shut soon up. He, soon we you have a bachelor. You have 30 very attractive <laughs> women fighting over you, and you, like, can't deal with I it. I can't decide. My oh life's my hard. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. So do you think, like, what is in your best interest if you were, like, a contestant? Somehow, some way. And is it in your best interest to, like, stir up that drama in hopes of sort of being like Demi and picking off those girls one by one? Or do you go, like, the... Hannah G route, uh, Cassie route, and you just say love. Well, unfortunately, I think it depends on how attractive you are. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to objectify anyone, but I think that Hannah G and Cassie can get away with it because they're a lot more attractive than you know, like Elise or um, who was the girl that got kicked off last week. I forget. Oh, we'll have to look that up. <laughs> but like the laying low only works. If you've had, like, a great one-on-one already, if you're, you know, someone that Colton kind of has his eye on, if you're just laying low and you haven't had a one-on-one, you don't get a lot of time during the group dates, like, then well, you got to do something. But, like, it's so easy. Like, if, if I were on The Bachelor as a contestant, picking off the other girls, I feel like, would be so, so easy. Yeah, because so they're all easy. sensitive souls. Yeah, I mean, like, somebody's going to crack, right? You're living in a house with... You know, 15 other girls that are all dating the same guy. Like, it's so easy. It's Insecurity City. So easy. Insecurity City, yeah. But I think what matters the most is you can lay low, but if you're confident in yourself, that goes a lot farther. I think that's sort of what he sees in Hannah G, especially. She's confident. Yeah, they're both confident girls. And that goes so far, especially from, like, a male perspective. If you are very confident in yourself and you don't have to worry about other girls, especially when you see them with, like, your man, like, that's, I think that's one of the most attractive things. Like, I definitely think that when I look at, like, Hannah G or some of the other girls that I think are favorites that are going to stick around, like Demi, they, they don't really care that he's going on the other dates with the other girls. Like, that's just... Well, she knows what's up. She's, she's she, real. She knows she's on a show, right? And that's, that, she knows her, her position. And at the end of the day, you're going to get your shot. And when you get your shot, you got to shoot your shot. And she capitalizes too, Demi. Oh, Demi capital. Yeah, they ca- the girls that do well capitalize on the time they have. Don't stir up the the, the drama with the other girls, and just kind of roll with the punches, you know. Mm-hmm. But all right. So what are you thinking next week? Who? So obviously, who's who's getting who's getting dumped next week? It has to be those two girls, Nicole and Onyeka. Immediately, if you do not, it's gonna be sort of like this disease. Throughout the whole rest of the season. But here's the thing, though. Girls. Kaylin and um, Hannah, Hannah B, B. Had, had that drama well, going on to start the season, and they seem to have they talked it out, figured, though. 
Yeah, I they're mean, mature about it. I don't know what it was. They haven't really said exactly what it was, but there's some feud between those two, and they eventually Kaylin is, took is, her side. Is Nicole? You think gonna? Uh, I think she's done. She she looks really weak right now. She's done. She, she's done. Okay. She's done. Like especially after she tried to grab Colton's arm after he was like angrily walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah And he sort of like brushed her off. I think that. that was the nail in the coffin. She's done. And Onyeka, I think she. She's coming across as a bully at this point. You can be strong, but if you come across as a bully, that comes more negatively against your image. And especially with Colton, I don't think he can be bullied around. Colton's a wuss, though. Like, yeah, that's why he can't be bullied around. He wants someone who will just basically say whatever he wants, sort of like Hannah B. That's why she's going to be there for a while. Yeah. I, she but, said she's already falling in love with him. Like, yeah, but I feel like Hannah B is so fake. Well, she is, but he doesn't see that. He's stupid. <laughs> well, I know, but she's so fake. There's a side to her that she's hiding right now oh, yeah. that I feel like once, once like you're married and you're hanging out for a while, you're just like, I don't know. I, I like, I don't like, even know with where's you. Where's Kalen? <laughs> yeah, That's like what he's gonna think. I don't know. I like Nicole. I I, I hope that she figures her. Yeah, she was one in your top three. Yeah, my top three is actually pretty good. Hannah B. Uh, I'm sorry, Hannah G. Um. Nicole and, Cassie. and was Cassie in there? Yeah. No, it was. Um, well, I forget. Well, I think I had Hannah G, Hannah G, and Cassie. Yeah, <laughs> and so did Sarah. Cause uh, shout out to Sarah, the uh, oh yeah, fiance we, of the pod. Um, she's a speech pathologist. Gotta love the pe- speech mm-hmm. path. Shout out to all the speech pathologists. Wow, I can't speech talk. Pathologists. <laughs> speech pathologists out there. Yeah, word up to all those uh, speech path girls and guys from Bloomsburg University. The Bloomsburg the. University. The. So, <laughs> speaking of that uh, signing day today, I hope the, uh, hope the Huskies got a, a good yeah. class coming in. Eh, you never know. Oh, we know. <laughs> we I know. just believe. I don't know. Back to back to back to back to back PSAC championships? Well, after you win the lottery, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I want this pod to blow up. <laughs> I mean, just to absolutely explode so that I can make um, more than, like, millions and millions of dollars every year so I can just donate you're the a crap Jeff, ton of it to... You're the Jeff Bezos of podcasts. <laughs> the Jeff Bezos of podcasts. <laughs> I've already gone on record as telling, like, my parents that if I ever win the lottery, like, literally half of it will go directly to Bloomsburg. And not like, even just the school. It'll go to, like, the football program. Yeah, like... <laughs> Or the athletic department. I will walk into the athletic director's <laughs> office check. with a check and just say, you write down a number and I'll sign this. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, maybe like $1,000? Like, no, no, no. And you're there for you like can... half an hour and you're like, more, more, more. And they're like, all right, whatever, just leave. <laughs> $100 million. And you And you just rip it up and you put down like a $100 million check and then they start crying. And you just walk away. <laughs> slam the door. <laughs> and like, just, like, giggle on your way out. How much will it cost for us to never lose again? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe if we can get Lincoln Riley. And you're like, done. Done. Yeah, how much does he cost? <laughs> done. You, like, call him up. You buy him out. And send him up here. Pay for his plane ticket. Set him up for life at Bloomsburg. <laughs> hey, money talks. Money talks. Well, I think that pretty much... Uh, wraps up this episode, Paul. So I just want to say thank you for joining me. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Great time on the pod. And I just want to give a shout-out to all those people, uh, Travis, Shane, and uh, Caroline, for helping me come up with these questions and responding to my Snapchat story. Uh, I want to say thank you all. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Trust the Pod. We encourage all of our listeners to like us and share us. Please tell your friends to listen to the pod. You can like our page on Facebook, on Twitter, 
And if you ever have a question that you'd like answered on the pod, please reach out uh, to Trimble or myself. We will gladly answer it on the pod for you. Hope to see you all next week.